You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Strange Familiars. If you've seen something strange, something paranormal, a cryptid like Bigfoot, a ghost, a UFO, or if you know of a story you think we should cover, you can email us, strangefamiliarspodcast at gmail.com. So when are you taking me to see the lights? At Site 7. Yeah. We'll take you. <laughs> we'll get you there. Can this be like a non-walking event of some sort? <laughs> There's no way to get in there without walking. It's a matter of miles, plural, or mile-ish. Is this like that time you told me it was, quote, like three miles to that... To the haunted tunnel? To the haunted tunnel, and we're like on mile six, and I'm like, you know, we're not halfway yet. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't that far. Might have been seven miles round trip, maybe. I may or may not have made that seem like it was three and a half miles total. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of Gmail, I have to once again apologize for my lack of responsiveness. I simply can't handle it at this point. It's spinning out of control. (laughs) There is so much email and I struggle to keep up with it and I just can't. And I'm really not trying to be rude and I know it comes off that way. And I'm really sorry for that. But I just get too much email to answer. I'm sorry, everybody. I need an intern or a helper or something. I don't even know how to get those things. (laughs) (laughs) How do you get a helper? (laughs) I I mean, people have offered to help, but by the time I have to take my email and forward it to them and explain to them what I want done. You could have answered it. 
I'd have to take out a week out of my life in order to arrange all that. Mm-hmm. The offer of help is absolutely appreciated, but I just, I don't even know the logistics of that. I, I need a manager, I think. That's what I need. Like someone to m- literally manage my life. Oh, no, you mean you need a personal assistant. Oh, a personal. Yeah, that sounds even better. Yeah. Because that sounds like they're not telling you what to do. You're telling them what to do. Is that something you have to pay for? Yes. Yeah, I can't. Absolutely. I can't do that. Though. And That's... I know that you, like someone managing you, that wouldn't even work. <laughs> <laughs> so I apologize once again for everyone who's waiting for emails from me. I'm doing my best. I'm trying not to be rude. So be patient with me. Again, I don't mind reminders. If you want to shoot me a little reminder email, just try to be understanding when I don't reply to the reminder email in a timely fashion either. I say if you put Bigfoot in the subject heading, he's going to get back to you. (laughs) (laughs) Tonight, we have two guests. First, we're going to talk to Steve. It was this really interesting story about this ghost boy on a Malaysian island. Very, very creepy and interesting. And later on, we'll be talking to Juan. We're talking with Steve tonight, who has some strange stories for us. One that took place on an island, right, Steve? Yeah, this was in... Malaysia. It was a place called Tiamen Island off the southeast coast. So what were you doing there? Well, long story. Uh, it was a honeymoon uh, many, many years ago. I think this was in 1991, 1992, around that time. Met my first wife. We got married in Japan, got married in Tokyo. And then when we left, we went back to Singapore. She was originally from Singapore. And we we hadn't had a honeymoon, so we decided, okay, let's go somewhere nearby Singapore, but sort of beachy. And Tiumen Island's been around for a long time in terms of uh, tourism, obviously. It's been around since the Earth was around. But we wanted to go there, get away from uh, the city, and just have a good time. Tiumen Island was, it was rumored, and the Malaysian Tourist Board will tell you that it was the scene of the movie South Pacific. But I guess they actually filmed the real South Pacific, the movie scene in Hawaii, but they used some of the background for for Tiamat Island. Okay. Still sounds like a beautiful place. Yeah, it was gorgeous. It was absolutely gorgeous. In Malaysia, they have, um, they refer to their smaller communities as kampongs. And essentially, in translated, that means village. So we went to one village. I can't remember. I know that I sent you the name of the village. It's on the sort of the northwestern coast of Tiamat Island. And it was typical. We took the ferry over from the mainland and found a guest house. I don't think we knew where we were going. At that time, my wife spoke a couple of different languages, and she spoke Bahasa Malayu, which is Malaysian, or Malay. And she was able to uh, get us a guest house. And it was just typical. We got there in the early afternoon, went for a swim, hung out, went to a couple of restaurants, had a few drinks and so forth. The first night we got there, there was really nothing strange about the situation. It was just beautiful. 
typical guest house. If you, I don't know if you've been to uh, Southeast Asia, typical guest house right there on the beach. Really, not much, not much more than a hut. This was a little bit more structured and had a bathroom inside and so forth. So the the first night was pretty uneventful. Mm-hmm. And the second day, went out to the beach, hung out, took some pictures, went swimming, went to a restaurant in the evening, had a couple of drinks, and went back to the room. And this is where the story started. Well, let's hear it. All right. As I'm sitting here, my printer in my room goes on all by itself right now. Okay. <laughs> fun, Interesting. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> that happens fairly often. I think it has something to do with the printer cleaning itself. I'm not quite sure, but it happens usually at three o'clock in the morning and I'm in the room. I'm like, what the hell is that? Right. But okay. Yeah. So uh, we go to bed and uh, it was a fairly small room. I would say maybe uh, 12 by 12, not more, much more than that with a bathroom. And if you think of a square, if you can picture a square, and the square would the bed would be on the upper right hand side of the room. The door would be on the lower right hand side of the room. Right. There was a dresser and the bathroom would be on the left hand side of the room, the uh, upper left hand side of the room. Okay. So we go to bed. And uh, just typical, we weren't hammered or anything like that, if I remember. I really didn't start to uh, drink until later in my life. So uh, we weren't intoxicated or anything like that. And I woke up. I just woke up. I thought maybe it was a dream, but I was looking down at the bed and I could see my wife and myself sleeping in the bed. And I thought, wow, this is kind of a strange dream. But I started to feel a little bit uncomfortable and unnerved and a little bit frightened. And I noticed on the far side, which would be the left-hand side of the room, away from the bed, there was a little boy standing there. And he looked like he was either Indian or Malay. A lot of Indians in Malaysia. In fact, my ex-wife was, was Indian. She was half Mayali, half Tamil from the southern part of India, but she was born and raised in Singapore. I think her father was actually from a place called Ipoh in northern Malaysia, and her mother was born in Singapore, but they're by ethnicity Indian. Mm -hmm. So I thought, I just had a feeling that the kid could have been Indian or he was Malay. But the weird part about it, the kid gave me a really uncomfortable feeling. I got, got bad vibes from the child. He had really dark black circles under his eyes. And if I can remember, I think he had a sort of a striped, a horizontal striped black and white shirt on. I don't know what kind of pants he had on, but he was just standing there. So in my dream, you know how you struggle to wake up. You're like, uh, uh, you kind of toss and turn, make sounds. And Mm -hmm. my wife woke me up. And I said, wow, I had a really weird dream. That, that was kind of crazy. And she goes, yeah, it sounded like you were having a nightmare. So I said, okay, no big deal. Went back to sleep. And granted, the room was, when we went to sleep, it was pitch black. But when I was out, not out of my body, perhaps I was, I don't know. But in my dream, that there was, there was a light in the room, right? I could uh, clearly see 
everything going on in the room. So I went back to sleep and I had the same dream again. Only this time, the, the little boy was halfway across the room. So I guess equidistance between the wall and the bed. And again, I struggled. I felt that sort of intimidation and I struggled to wake up again. And my wife woke me up and she said, wow, you were having a bad dream. And I said, hey, it was the same dream as I had before. This time I told her, I said, hey, keep an eye on me that if, you know, watch me as I'm sleeping. If I act funny or anything or make any noises, wake me up. So she said, okay. So went back to sleep again. And this time I wake up, I'm overlooking my body and uh, my wife in the bed. Only this time, the little boy is right above me over the bed and he's about to place his hands upon my head. And I woke up, my wife woke me up and I said, that's it. I jumped out of bed. I turned on the light and I said, okay, I'm not sleeping tonight. Hmm. So that (laughs) that was one of the most remarkable experiences that I had. I'd never had anything uh, really up to that point, but I could honestly feel that it was some sort of entity. It was a, uh, I don't know if it was a little kid who uh, passed away there. The Japanese did occupy Malaysia during uh, World War II and so forth. I don't really know what it was, but it was clearly a little boy. And what freaked me out the most was the progression that it started at one end of the room, went to, and this wasn't the type of dream, you know, we all have those good dreams that we continue on. I think I mentioned uh, in the email to you about Charlie's Angels. Yeah, I'm a little bit older. So uh, when Charlie's Angels were on, I would have those dreams and sort of continue them dating the uh, angels and so forth. It wasn't one of those types of deals. It was, I was clearly asleep and it, it was almost like a light switch would come on and I would see the room sort of bathed in a uh, soft light, could see the entire situation. So it was a little bit, it was intense. Yeah, it sounds like it. Did you stay there for more than just that night? You know, I I thought about it. I can't remember if that was the last night or we had one more night. I think it would have been the last night because knowing me, I would have asked people, I said, are there any ghosts here? Has anyone had any experiences? And I don't remember that. So I think that was the second and the last night because we only stayed there for about uh, three days, which would have been two nights, and we went back to uh, Singapore. Okay. That might have been enough for me anyway. So. <laughs> no doubt. Here. No, no. It was, it, was, it was just a really strange feeling that I clearly, you know, I don't, know about outer out of body experiences and so forth but i clearly saw me and my wife in the bed and the first time i saw that kid standing against the wall and he looked angry is not the word ominous i guess is the word intense and he was kind of looking at the bed and i presume he was looking at me but i clearly saw that scene i would i would have been in the corner above the 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 entrance to the room so that would be the lower right hand corner and i saw it from there it was just very strange i never had an experience like that yeah i was going to ask you what you thought it meant that you were you were looking down on yourself i mean it i guess it's easy enough to say out of body i mean that's you know it sort of fits there but is that what you felt like 
No, I, I didn't feel that I was removed from my body because I still felt that that fear and I struggled to wake up, right? That uh, you're kind of making the sounds and you're like, I want to wake up. I want to wake up. I can't wake up. But I clearly saw the scene, the environment. So it wasn't it wasn't a dream. It wasn't from like one perspective of, hey, I'm looking from the bed and I see this kid across the uh, the room. I was clearly seeing it from a different perspective that right. I could see the entire room. I could see me lying there. I could see my wife lying there and I could see the uh, the kid across the room. And as I said, that that progression that every time I fell asleep and he got a little bit closer, that was the uh, the very strange part. It wasn't a wasn't a good progression. Oh, had yeah. that. Yeah. Had that child touched my head. You, who, who knows what what would have happened at that point? Yeah, that's what I was going to ask next. Yeah, because that's so creepy. Just that it was getting closer and closer. Yeah, it was it was a, a very ominous feeling. It wasn't. Like, oh, there's a sweet little kid over there. The kid seemed, I guess, ticked off, for lack of a better word. He was angry. And I don't know. And I think I told you in the email that I thought maybe my kids, my kids are mixed race. And I thought maybe that was a uh, a child that was maybe not yet born. Uh, I mentioned also that my wife had to... Um, uh, and a pregnancy because the child was born without a uh, a skull, and uh, because she was my wife uh, was Indian, I thought maybe that was that child. Who the heck knows? But uh, it was a very uh, strange experience. Yeah, yeah, and only ever had it there in that room. That was it. Yeah, that was my only uh, dream like experience. I have had a couple of other experiences. But that was the only one, never again, never in any other places in um, Singapore or Asia or anything like that. Right. So it's not like this kid, you know, haunted you for years or anything. You you only saw him in that one place. No, that was it. Yeah. yeah so uh, whether that kid died there or died in the compound, the village, or wasn't, yeah, have no idea what that was all about. So it's not like. I have a lot of these experiences. So it was clearly something. And I could see, I, well, who knows? It could have been just a dream, right? We don't know any of these things. We, we talk to people. They give us their opinion. They tell us their ghost stories, but we could write them all off as a dream. We have no idea. I would have, if it happened only once, I would have said, hey, this is just a dream. But the fact that the kid, came closer and I was uh, seeing the, the scene unfold. And I just had that feeling of, of dread, that uh, uncomfortableness, that I said, hey, this is not really good. Each time he progressed towards the bed. Mm-hmm. So it was something. But yeah, no, I never had it again. I uh, haven't been back to that island. And I certainly would go in a heartbeat. No question about that. But, yeah, that was uh, a very unique experience. Now, you said he was wearing a horizontally striped shirt, to the best of your recollection. Do you mm-hmm. remember anything else about his appearance? No, just just short hair. Just sort of like a typical Malay-looking boy, or like I said, Indian boy. But the 
what I noticed was under his eyes, the dark ring sort of under his eyes, but I, I don't remember it so much going around his eyes, but it was really underneath. It was dark, dark, dark. Almost if you think about a football player with the uh, putting the, the the black, I don't know what it is under his yeah. his or her eyes, and but it was re- it was circular. It was sort of going around the eyes, and I really noticed it at the bottom. And the kid, no smile, uh, no teeth. The mouth was closed, but I just got the sense that hey, this kid was really ticked off yeah. for whatever reason. Maybe I was in the room, or if it were my uh, ex-wife's uh, child that she you know, couldn't bring into the world, whatever the case may be. But the kid, I just had a feeling that he was ticked off. I was uncomfortable both when I was in that state as well as being awake. And in the room, uh, when we were sleeping, it was pitch black. Mm-hmm. But I clearly could see there was a light. I could clearly see the scene unfolding in front of us or in front of me at that time. I'm not sure what our reach is beyond sort of North America and Europe, but it would be very interesting if we start getting other reports of this entity, which has happened in the past when people talked about uh, things they saw like this. It would be very, very interesting, but I don't know if this is, you know, is this entity local to, you know, Malaysia or wherever, or is it, you know, is it something people are seeing other places? So I, it'd be very, very interesting if we, we got other reports. Well, that, yeah, would be very, very much so. Now, Asia obviously is uh, filled with ghosts and beliefs in the ghosts. The, especially in Malaysia, Singapore, and Indonesia, they think about uh, Pontianak. Pontianak is sort of a, uh, sort of a ghostly type of uh, vampire. And I think in um, Borneo, one of the uh, major towns is called Pontianak. And I remember I was dating this girl. I would say uh, Pontianak Dimana, uh, meaning where are you, Pontianak? And she'd always freak out. Don't say that. But uh, Singapore and Malaysia, a lot of ghost reports down there. No question about that. I always think my feeling is that as we progress technologically, like back in the day, thinking the uh, 19th century in America, we had a lot of ghost stories. But as we progressed technologically, our ghosts became aliens, if that mm-hmm. makes sense, because oh, yeah. to match the, the lore to match the technology. But in other parts, rural parts of Asia, they still have ghosts. Uh, the same would be don't go by the banana tree at midnight because there'd be a ghost there. Well, there wouldn't be a ghost there. There'd be a snake. And uh, parents would say, don't go there because there's probably going to be a snake. But kids wouldn't be afraid of a snake. They'd be more afraid of a ghost. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a lot of uh, a lot of folklore in Asia. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Do you want to tell us any of these other stories? Yeah, yeah I was thinking the other day about one, and I uh, called my son. My son's in the Air Force, and I, I called him. And I asked him if he remembered this. I would say about 10 years ago, my uncle passed away. I live in uh, South New Jersey right now. My uncle passed away. And where my mother is living now, there's a lot of of paranormal activity. I never really experienced anything there uh, up to this point. 
So my uncle had passed away and my parents had had him cremated. And I came home, let's call him Uncle Joe. I came home and I said, I knew that he was cremated. And I said, hey, where's Uncle Joe? Because I know they, they went to the crematorium. And my father said he's upstairs in a, in a duffel bag. And I thought, okay. And I was with my son. I said, let's go upstairs. Because when they went into his home, he, he had a pretty, um, not a very pleasant death in his home. But when they were cleaning out the par, uh, the house, they found a sort of a model airplane that had my son's name on it. And I thought, uh, wow, that was really nice of him. Let's, let's call my uh son Sam. So uh, we went upstairs, Sam and I went upstairs and I unzipped the duffel bag and it was a sort of a, a really heavy sort of golden, it wasn't, wasn't an urn, but it was a sort of a circular, like a, a, a cylinder mm-hmm. type of thing. And it was pretty heavy. So I told Sam, my son, I said, Hey, tell uncle Joel, thanks very much for the present and that we're going to miss him and so forth. So my son said that. So right at that time, the whole room, the upstairs, very small house, but the whole upstairs was filled with the most beautiful smell. It was just an incredible smell, smelled like peach blossoms. And I looked at my son and I said, do you smell that? And he said, yeah. And I and I thought I thought what the hell is that? So I ran to the stairs and I uh, it was summertime and I yelled down to my parents. I thought uh, you know New Jersey cantaloupe and uh, fruit and whatnot. I said, is anyone cutting a cantaloupe? And they said no. And I, I went into the bathroom to look to see if there was any you know spray uh, scent that would make the room smell nice. Absolutely nothing. But the whole upstairs was filled with this beautiful smell. And as quickly as it came, it was gone. And it was the most remarkable thing. And I asked my son when I, uh, as I said, he's in the Air Force. And I called him a couple of weeks ago when I first sent you the, um, my email. Mm-hmm. And I said, do you remember that? And he said, yeah, absolutely. And I said, that was, that was pretty incredible. And again, never had that experience again. And I know there's been, uh, you know, smells and so forth. People have said with people that passed on and it was just incredible. And, you know, my uncle, he certainly wasn't a bad guy, but he, you know, he liked his drink and uh, things like that. So that would be the last smell that what I would associate <laughs> with him. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah, but I was, I was very happy at that point thinking a pleasant smell, pleasant afterlife, whatever the case may be. But uh, I was very, uh, pleased with that but it was was unique as quickly as it came it went away had i been alone i would have thought okay it's my imagination but my son clearly remembers it as well right oh that's a neat story though i i feel like i've heard something like that and there might even be a name for that i feel like it's i've read about it places but uh, i can't put my finger on it right now but uh, yeah there could be yeah it's it's amazing story though better peach blossoms than uh you know, stale beer. Or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah exactly. <laughs> I had. Uh, I it's a it's a shame. This past, I would say, about a week before New Year's Day of this year, twenty twenty, we always have a, a party for our neighbors. 
we have a breakfast, sort of like a hangover breakfast. We have the neighbors come over and we have Bloody Marys and we make pancakes and so forth. So about a week before that, I was at my mother's house and uh, just the two of us. My mom's not doing so well. She's She had stage four cancer and uh, we were just sort of hang. Uh, well, thanks. You know, happens to all of us, I guess, in the, at some point or another. And we were just um, hanging out. And I had recently come from Las Vegas. I had to go out and do a class. And as part of this class, we had to uh, record ourselves uh, doing this uh, sort of this conflict resolution course. So I, I downloaded a free sort of uh, uh, voice recorder on my phone. Mm-hmm. And I, I had just come back and I was hanging out with my mom and I said, oh, you have ghosts in this house. We should do an EVP session. And she said, what's an EVP? So what I did, I said, well, it's, you get voice recording. So I said, we were in the kitchen. Again, very, very small house. That room was the kitchen's maybe, maybe 12 by seven right really really small kitchen and i said okay now we let's be quiet and she's on a lot of land a lot of acres around both sides and there's there's no one around right you can hear some traffic noise and so forth so i said hello is there anyone wants to say hello i let it run and let it run and let it run and then we played it back and i didn't hear anything at first and then my mother was joking around. She was like, ooh, ghost, that type of thing. And I'm like, hey, mom. So, but we listen and we clearly, you clearly hear three knocks. You hear do, do, do. three knocks. It was distant, but there were clearly knocks in the house. Now, we didn't hear it audibly with our ears. It was only right. on the recording. Mm-hmm. And I I let my mother hear and she's like, my, what is that? I'm like, I don't know. So I listened to it. I I let a number of people hear it and so forth. But the app, because it was this free app, it was very strange. I have a really old crappy phone. And every time I would hit the internet, uh, like the Google button, the app would pop up. And I'm like, why is this damn app popping up? So I close it going to the internet another day, the app would pop up. It kept popping up, kept popping up. So I just kept closing, closing, closing. And uh, at that party on New Year's Day, I wanted my neighbors to hear because they know I'm a little bit weird and so forth. (laughs) And I said, oh, I got this great EVP. So I went, the file was gone. Hmm. And I don't know if I had deleted it every time this cheap app popped up. Because, or maybe the app after a while, it like deletes them. I have no idea because it was a free app, but I thought that was funny. My sister-in-law had heard it uh, and she was like, oh my God, I can't believe it. Because my mother's had a lot of experiences in that, hmm. that particular house. But I guess two more stories. When I, I'm originally, I lived all over the world, but I'm originally from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. So we lived in an older part of the city when I was a little kid, and we used to play hide-and-seek in our basement. There was uh, this very strange room that had all kinds of stuff from a previous owner. It was very strange. There was a lot, of, a lot of stuff left behind. There was this beautiful grand piano left in the basement. 
There was a stained glass that my parents always regretted not taking them when, when we uh, moved out. But there was a miner's hat. And the miner's hat is, I had it, gosh, I would say about 15 years ago. I don't know where it is. Might be at my uh, mother's house. But we had, it was a, a legitimate, like, coal miner's, like, helmet, like, hat, like an old school one. So it was all in this little room that had all kinds of material items from a previous owner. And we never, you know, we didn't live there that long. And uh, it was kind of a creepy house. I never saw anything there, but we kind of had just just weird vibes in there. The dog would sort of look at stuff and whimper when it would sleep and so forth. But so we were playing hide and seek one day. And I remember coming down the steps. All my friends, neighborhood kids were um, hiding. And I went down the stairs, I took a right, you think of a um, longer hallway, and I started to turn left. I turned left, and I saw this glowing thing that sort of looked like a person. It was, we're talking, this was like 1972. So it was, it wasn't shaped like a person, it was almost shaped cylinder but like a point at the top and a point at the bottom if you can uh picture that mm-hmm. it came out of the wall again under the basement uh, underground we're in the basement it came out of the wall and it just passed in front of me it was quite a ways away passed in front of me and went into that room that old room where all the stuff was but needless to say i um, put the brakes on turned around and i ran ran out of the basement and but i always remember that that was very 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 strange was it about human sized yeah oh absolutely it was about human size coming out of the wall would have been you know under the ground coming out of the wall um and went straight into that room and we would put pillows on the walls to make sure it was dark so it was pitch black in there and there would be, there's no light coming from, there were no light sources. We didn't use flashlights or anything like that. And it was clearly, it was a greenish, yellow, sort of a luminescent light. And I was like, whoa. And I quickly got the hell out of there and <laughs> I yelled for my friends, hey, you better come up. <laughs> uh, I saw something in the basement. So that was very strange. And never saw um, that again. Never, nope, never again, just that one time, and uh, that was it. I think we moved shortly after that to a suburb of Milwaukee at that time. And the only real time where I had uh, an experience, my um, the same wife uh, from Singapore, this was a long time ago, I think this was 90, would have been 92, we drove up to Alaska and we we took the Chilku Trail. I don't know. I'm sure some of your listeners know what the Chilku Trail was. Chilku Trail was the um, the 1898 Gold Rush Trail into from Skagway in Alaska up to the Yukon Territory. So it's a park now, but it's almost like an outdoor museum because you see remnants of cabins. You find old boots and clothing and not so much clothing but boots and leather and um, some works machinery from 1898 so thousands of people went there so if you look that up and you'll see 
the last, there's a, uh, they called it something staircase. You would go up a, a very steep incline and these people would go up and think about the boots that they had in 1890s, you know, these letters and they're walking around in the snow. They would go up uh, hundreds of times to get over this pass, the Chilkoot Pass. So my wife and I, we camped it. We, we hiked it in three days. You can do it in maybe two days. Some people take four days, however long you want to do it. We decided to do it in three days. And at one place, when we were very close to going over the pass, we camped for the night. There's, there's designated camp areas. And again, this was 1992. I don't know what they have anymore. Mm-hmm. But it's probably much more regimented now than it was back then, I would imagine. But I don't know. So we stopped at this place. And I woke up in the middle of the night in our tent. And I just felt this electricity around the tent. There was just something. It was just a weird, weirdest feeling. I didn't want to touch the side of the tent, right? Because I was afraid to. Mm-hmm. And my wife woke up and she said, I heard somebody calling my name. Now, again, that could have been a dream. She could have been tired from hiking. But I just felt like this, there was this weird electricity, almost like a static electricity around the tent. And uh, outside of that, I haven't had very much paranormal experience. Mm-hmm. Um my grandmother is said to have telekinesis, believe it. I never witnessed it. Uh, apparently, my mother swears by My mother's 84. She swears by my. Apparently, my grandmother could take a needle and put it on top of a spool of thread, I guess, I guess lengthwise, and she could make it roll back and forth. And there were many, many witnesses to this. I never saw it. And I called BS, of course. Hmm. And I said, you know, how do you know, how do you know that grandmother wasn't lying, right? Because people lie all the time. We don't know. People like to tell stories. They like to feel important. Maybe my grandmother was playing the trick on the uh, other grandkids, for example, and saw how much uh, they liked it. So she wanted to continue it. And she did it again and again. But at that point, after you do it so many times, you don't want to say, I'm just kidding. It was a trick. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. You get stuck into that. But apparently my mother swears by it that no, no, many witnesses. Uh, grandma could move a needle on a thread by concentrate a uh, needle on a spool of thread by concentrated. She could make it roll back and forth. Hmm. I thought that was kind of, you know, again, it, it could be BS. There's a lot of people who are uh, con artists, not saying that my grandmother was a con <laughs> artist. But you know what I mean, that uh, family members kill other family members, friends. You know, people do all kinds of crazy things. Some people say you can't fix stupid. I always say you can't fix human. So, uh, you know, so who knows? But yeah, yeah, those are uh, my experiences. Well, awesome, Steve. Thank you so much for sharing your stories. Oh, it was my pleasure. Is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can find them at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com slash StrangeFamiliars. The nice thing about BetterHelp is you can start communicating with your therapist in like 24 hours or less. 
That is something that never happens in real life. <laughs> it doesn't. You don't have to sit in a waiting room with other people. The good thing about BetterHelp is you can get help in your home or over the phone. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online. They have a broad range of expertise, some of which might not even be locally available. I think that's part of the reason why people have to wait so long. There isn't available help in the amount that is necessary for people in a lot of areas. So BetterHelp is available to clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime, message your counselor. You'll get a timely and thoughtful response, and you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. BetterHelp is more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is available as well. Visit BetterHelp.com slash StrangeFamiliars, that's BetterHelp, and join the over 800,000 people taking charge of their mental health with the help of experienced professionals. Strange Familiars listeners, get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash StrangeFamiliars. Did you know yawning is contagious and dogs can catch it? <laughs> now I'm going to have to yawn, so thanks for that. <laughs> and now everyone in, that's listening to Strange Familiars is yawning. It's true, though. Dogs can yawn. They can see us yawn, and then they will yawn because yawning is contagious. With dogs, I think, again, I don't know the science behind this, but I think it's because dogs can actually read the expression on people's faces. They've evolved with us so long together. They can read people's expressions. They know when you're happy or sad. They have a relationship with us. They do. And if you want a relationship with your puppy, 90 Days to the Perfect Puppy can help you with a relationship-based approach to help you and your puppy become perfect for each other. Go to sithappens.us and look for the 90 Days to the Perfect Puppy link at the top of the page. When you sign up, there's online sources, video lessons, there's a secret Facebook group, and one-on-one options are also available. They will help you understand how your dog thinks and apply proactive training methods so you and your puppy can have a perfect relationship together. 90 Days to the Perfect Puppy, again, find them at sithappens.us. Now we're going to talk to Juan about several sleep paralysis experiences he's had, very strange ones, very interesting ones. But I do want to warn people, this segment is probably... Not safe for children? Yeah, probably adults only. He talks about some pretty rough stuff at one point. So we rarely have to do this, but we do put a warning out there. If uh, you're upset by... Indelicate spectral encounters? That is a great way of putting it. <laughs> is that a diplomatic way of that saying it? That is a diplomatic way of saying it. You might want to listen first. If you have kids, you might want to listen to it first and decide for yourself if you want your kids to listen. Again, we rarely have to do this, but every now and then... We touch on some adult topics. So let's talk to Juan. Tonight we are talking with Juan, who has several very creepy, even scary sleep paralysis experiences he wanted to share with us. Juan, uh, about when did this start for you? So this all started happening around December of 2014. And about how old so, were you um, at the time? Oh, um, I was about 
Uh, I just turned 24. Okay. So with this one, because it, it, it was weird, because uh, I was out of school. I was kicked out for, like, bad grades. I was in school for massage therapy, so I was having bad grades. So they just, like, let me go for a semester. So I, I guess that's where it all started, because I was, I was all depressed. Mm-hmm. So I was I had like a very bad job at the time, so that kind of added as well too. But uh, it's weird, like uh, like I all started. Um, so like one night I was just sleeping, and then um, like I woke up first time, you know, sleep paralysis, and then I just heard like a it, it was like a distorted voice, like a laughter, and it's and it's funny because. Um, it was it was like like mocking me. It was saying like um like I I wrote down everything like to to jog my memory. So like the first thing I I remember from this experience like the voice I heard was saying like uh you fool this isn't like my final form. And I was like what the hell? But like I wasn't like panicking or anything. I was just like I like I like like she shrugged it off like okay whatever. And then I just went back to sleep. And then uh, yeah so like several weeks passed and then like. I'll say before Christmas, like that area, like that, like that time, that's when things started like to pick up. So let's see. So yeah, so like again, same thing. I was just sleeping regularly, and then I just wake up. I start to like, I felt like a presence, like in my room, and it was like I felt like something was because like the the way my bed was. My bed was like facing my closet, and my closet was like very close to my bed, like at arm's reach. Mm-hmm. But like I could just, you know, reach out into my arm, like reach out, you know, out my bed and just grab like a t-shirt from my from my closet. So like I I woke up and then I felt like something was inside my closet, and then I was just like like looking into my closet, and then for some reason I was just mad. I got really mad. And I started like, like, you know, like yelling at my closet, like screaming at it. And then something just came out and like scratched my face. And and as I, and as, as soon as I felt that contact, I, I woke up right away from, from like, I guess the dream or the paralysis. I'm not too sure. Right. Yeah. But yeah I just woke up. Yeah. <laughs> I just woke up right away from it. And, uh, let's see, after that incident happened, I started hearing like weird music, like playing while, you know, while same thing, I would like wake up, sleep paralysis. And then I would just hear like, like weird music playing. And then one day or one night I like vividly remember, it's it's funny. I don't know. <laughs> like I, I vividly remember like, uh, like uh, it was like this song, uh, like a Michael Jackson song was playing. Like I remember it perfectly. It was like Billie Jean was playing. I was like, what? I was like, "What the hell?" It's like, yeah, like that's like, it's, it's weird. That's all I remember from that one night. Wow, was it, I was like, you know, weird songs. Was <laughs> yeah. it distorted in any way, or was it was it just like it was on the radio or something? It was, yeah, it was like on the radio. Like I heard it, like I heard it, like if there was a radio right next to me, mm-hmm. and then I had nothing like my phone charging, but that's all I had. It was like something was playing a song, like either coming from my phone or I don't know, next to me. <laughs> Yeah, like, and like, this will all happen first with, uh, like, I'll wake up and then, like, I'll be, you know, like, I'll feel like a pressure in my lower back because I will sleep face down and I'll always, this always happened first with, uh, like, a pressure just pushing down on my lower back. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, all those things will start happening. 
and then uh, things yeah then then things started getting more weirder like uh so same thing you know i'll wake up pressure my lower back and then after that like like something was like moving me on in my bed like like dragging me like down like my bed or up my bed or like like my head will like you know my body will move but then my head will move and hit the wall like i will feel like the coldness of the wall like mm-hmm. if I, like if I was like super wide awake, like I was just awake and I felt like like the cold sensation of the wall. I was like, what? And then yeah, like I was just fighting until like I could like wake up again. I, I don't know like about astral projection. I started like looking into it. Like that happened to me a couple of nights too. With like it like in this like whole like cycle of things like. Like, like, yeah, like in, like in the middle of the whole, this whole thing, like I would, like one night I remember I was awake, I was just awake and I was like staring at myself on my bed sleeping and I was just confused, like super confused. I don't know what, what was happening. And I just woke up regularly. Like that was a whole dream. And like, if that didn't happen before, like, I don't know, it was just super weird. (laughs) Yeah. Now, when any of these physical things happen, like when you got scratched or, you know, moved around, did you ever have marks when you woke up in the morning? No, no, that's weird. I never, uh, I would check right away, like the next and following morning, no marks, no bruises, nothing, just like super mm-hmm. regular. Like it was just, uh, like if nothing ever happened, it was just so weird, like no, no marks at all on me. Yeah, yeah. So like with the astral projection, yeah, that I was just woke up and I saw myself in my bed sleeping, and I was like, you know, just like a couple of feet away from my bed, just watching myself sleep, not not moving at all. I was like, huh. And then yeah, after that, yeah, that was like the whole December 2014 uh, time period. And then like in the new year of 2015, like it, it, things getting it, 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 like it got more scarier. Like w- w- like in that time frame, that's when like. Uh, like I was like I felt like I was getting raped like from the the paralysis because mm-hmm. I felt like uh, yeah like, something was like going on like something was going up you know like anally every every night I was like oh, I, I like trying to fight it and then same thing every night it'll start with like low pressure the pressure in my lower back and then you know moving around my bed and then yeah same thing like something would go go up like anally and then force itself and I had to like fight it like physically you know to wake up. All the other two, like, yeah, for like a month straight, that was like January, February, like that, every every night. Yeah, it's hard. I'm trying to, <laughs> trying oh, to yeah, yeah. No, I, I recently <laughs> talked to, to somebody who experienced, you know, the, the same kind of thing. Like, we described a rape, he attributed it to a ghost, very similar uh-huh. kind of thing. I see. And it's, and it's crazy because I refused to, like, to sleep face up because I, I didn't want to see what was causing it because I felt like, that that would just like terrify me to death. Like I want to see what it was. Wow. Because I, yeah. I never, I never, yeah, I never, I never saw anything. I because I always sleep face down, so everything was like happening behind me. I would avoid, you know, I would try to try to avoid visual with it. Like it was just me just sensing things, not like seeing any, you know, anything visual from it. So I never know how what what it was. Mm-hmm. I was like causing it because I because I you know because I hear your show and I hear people talking about. You know, like like a flannel man, mm-hmm. uh, you know things like that. And then I was like, "Damn, I, I don't think I'll be like brave enough to you know to look at what what's causing you know that you know this disturbance." 
Yeah. But yeah, like that, that's something like I force myself. Like, I don't want to see what's causing this. It's going to scar me for life. I, I refuse. So I just like, just always slept face down. Were you and, able uh, to, to, to wake yourself up out of these experiences? Like if you had to, like if it got bad. Yeah. 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 I would like, I would, yeah. Cause I was just, yeah. Force myself. Like I would start like try to moving like my fingers around mm-hmm. toes and then just, I would just wake up. Like I was like, nothing had ever happened. Just like that. Yeah. Yeah. After like the, like the raping like stuff. Then like I, I started feeling like I was, I was getting swung around my room once. I, I remember that, like, I felt like something, like, grabbed me, like, from my feet. And it was like, uh, yeah, like, something was swinging me around, like, my whole entire room. Wow. And I remember, like, it, like I hit my TV, and it fell down. And then, like, I don't know, like, I didn't feel the impact from it. But I remember me, like, my head hitting my TV, falling down. And, like, I, I, like, I, I, I would think I would be in pain. But, no, I just didn't feel it. It just kept, you know, kept happening. Hmm. So that was the first time I ever, like, experienced that. Like, something, like, picking me up. And like swinging me around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's so crazy. And with that, yeah, no, yeah, no bruises, anything on my head, nothing like that. Yeah, but that that was all. Yeah, 2014, uh, late, late, early, yeah, late 2015, early 2016. That that was that that whole like time period. Like it lasted for like a good two to three years. Wow. And did it yeah. just did it just stop then? Uh, yeah, it, it kind of stopped. Yeah, it kind of stopped. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It stopped until like recently. Well, not recently. Well, like, yeah, because I want to talk to you about this because like um, r- recently, uh, like maybe a year ago, I was sleeping and then I, I had a little sleep paralysis. But it was that it was nothing. It was like very, very it was like very little compared to like what happened to me before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, But this time I was sleeping face up. And, you know, I couldn't move. And I woke up and then I just saw like this black smoke, like fading out, like, like from, like from above me. Yeah. It was was like, it was like, yeah, my room was dark, you know, and then I just see this, this black, like fog smoke. It's like, like fading out. I was like, what, what the hell? And and, and, yeah, that was like the last time, like I had, I had sleep paralysis. It was just like that, like black smoke when I saw it. And then after that, uh, super quiet, nothing at all happened. And then, and then, uh, this past year, uh, 2019 over the summer, like things got super weird. I don't know where, I don't know what happened, but, um, I was in my room and then I don't know what, what maybe it was like something was in my room, like watching me. Like I felt, I felt something with me in my room mm-hmm. and, um, and I have a, I have a dog, I have a, a little Shih Tzu and then she, I would catch her like, like tracking something up in the wall or in the ceiling around my room. You know, she would like move her head, like looking around, looking around. And then I was like, okay, whatever. I, I just, that was one night. Okay. okay. And then, but it, this was happening all the time. Like I would see her, you know, like looking around, looking around. Right. Yeah. Looking, yeah. Looking at the wall. I was like, what? And, I, and I, was, I was trying to see what she's looking at. I even like took my phone instead of like recording, maybe... Maybe something I'm not seeing through my eyes. I mean, my phone can pick it up mm-hmm. and, and nothing. And then, um, yeah. And then at night she will start growling. I was like, what, what are you growling at? Like she, she never growls at night. And then, yeah, she started growling and it started barking a couple of nights. And I was like, okay, I, I don't know what's going on. And then to, to the point like where I felt like, yeah, uh, like that's when things started picking up even more. Like something was like watching me. I use my computer a lot, so my bed is behind me. 
and like I, I, to the point like I couldn't even use my computer because I felt like something was like watching me from behind. Like I had to like turn my head and right. see like what what's going on. Yeah, yeah. And then my dog too. Like she would be looking up, looking up, and things like that. Yeah, I feel like if I didn't have my dog, yeah, I'll, I'll be screwed because she like gave gave me like a lot of like signs to look out for. Mm-hmm. This was all in August of 2019. This this was all happening. Now, is this all happening in so the same, I, in the same place that the the experiences in 2014 were happening? Oh no no. It, well yeah yeah. Because I, I live in a, an apartment here in New York City. So this the the, the 2014 stuff was happening because I, I I'm here with my mom. I live with my mom, so mm-hmm. we we have separate rooms. So before I had her room, the one she has now, that's, that all happened in 2014. And then we just switched rooms. So then, yeah, now I'm in my other room here. The August was all happening in this room. So, uh, yeah, in the summer of 2019 in August. Yeah, so like with my dog, you know, like warning me, mm-hmm. always like always looking up or, you know, tracking something. Yeah, that, that just gave me, you know, it, even like it, it freaked me out even more. I was like, okay. Something's going on. I don't know what it is. I can't see with my own eyes. My, maybe my dog is seeing a spirit. I, I don't know. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. I, but, I mean, uh, I've, I've heard most of the, you know, like the smoke kind of thing. I've, I've definitely. You yeah, know, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I heard in your that. show too. Yeah, like the yeah. same thing, like the smoke. And then uh, like, cause I don't know how to, how to describe it. It was like, so I was sleeping. You know, because I sleep with my dog. She was sleeping in the bed with me. It was like I was going into sleep paralysis, but not like really. I don't know how to describe it. Like, like I was like in the verge of you know going to sleep paralysis, and I just like woke up, and I saw like this. For me, it looked like you see like when you look up at, at the sky, you see how the stars are like very tiny. It was like a little star in entering my room, and then my dog she she barked at it. And it kind of like, I don't know, it, it, I kind of got the feeling, it said, oh, okay, I'm sorry. And then it just like backed out of my room. Oh, wow. That's, yeah, that's, that's, that's what I felt from it. Because I woke up and I thought, yeah, like this little star, it, it, yeah, it looked like a little star, like from the sky in my room, coming into my room. Then my dog barked. I said, oh, okay, I'm sorry. And then just like backed out and left. I was just there like, like, <laughs> like scratching my head. Like, what the hell? <laughs> It's super weird. Yeah. But the, after that, like one more cra- like weird thing happened. And uh, like, I'll say this happened a week after that or a couple of days. So I, I, I don't know. This is another weird one. So I just wake up and then there, there's like these like green lights. I don't know. I, I don't know. How, for me, it was like, like these green lights hovering or on my wall. I'm not too sure what it was. But I remember it was green and like this happened two nights in a row. They were like I woke up. There was two like those like couple of green lights there in my room, and then I don't know. I felt like super super safe, warm and comfortable. Like, like for those. Wait, hold on. Sorry, that's my dog barking. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> I felt like uh, yeah. I w- I felt super safe and comfortable. Like just just like looking at those lights. To the point, like, I fell back to sleep. Like, I just casually went back to sleep. And then, like, throughout the day, like, I told myself, okay, if that happens again, I, I, I'm, I'm going to have to turn on the lamp and see what's going on. Like, I'm going to force myself to turn on my lamp and, you know, and, and examine it more, see what's going on. 
And then the, the following night, the same thing happened again. I woke up and I saw those lights again. And I just got this super warm sensation, you know, like, it's weird. Like, I felt like, like, I felt it like starting from my toes and it's coming up to my, like, my head. Like, this, like that warm feeling. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how to describe it. It was like, I felt super safe. But then I tried to turn on my lamp, but it it wouldn't work. Like, it wouldn't turn on. And then, I, I don't know, I just, like, gave up and I just went back to sleep. That, that's like one thing I regret. Like I should have got my phone. I should have done, got up from bed, turn on the light. But I just like gave up and just went back to sleep because I just felt so comfortable there. Like, okay, this thing is whatever it is. It's right. like protecting me. I don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I take that over, over the scary stuff any day. Yeah, I do. I do. <laughs> yeah. I, I, told, I, I told a friend, one of my friends, he, he said maybe it was like a, like extraterrestrials or something like that, maybe because of the green. I'm not too sure. Yeah, it's hard to say, but I, you know, <laughs> like I said, if you're getting a good feeling from it, I yeah, much, yeah, I feel, prefer so, that. To yeah, because I've had the oh, where, yeah any day of the week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've had where I've yeah, woken even, up and, and felt stuff in the room with mm-hmm. me and stuff, and I do not like that at all. I do yeah, not. no, it's not fun. I know. <laughs> but no, yeah, even even my dog, like if nothing was there, like, but if with other stuff, you know, she'll wake up and bark like with this green light thing. Yeah. I just, it was so weird. Like, I don't know what, what it was. So oh, she, and I forgot to mention like that same thing, like from the green lights, like when I went back to sleep, it, it was like, it was like, it was sending me like a, a mental image, like of, I don't know, the best thing I could describe it. Like it was showing me like a stone. It was like a, a stone with a leaf in the center of it. I, I don't, I, I try like looking up like energy crystal stones to see mm-hmm. if I could like find it. And no, I have no luck. Like, I don't know, like the best thing I could find close, closely related to it was like a, an onyx stone with like a leaf in the middle. Like, I don't know. Wow. I don't know if you, if you know like stuff about that. I don't, I don't know. I mean, not off the top of my head, but I'm very interested in it. Did, I mean, do you know what kind of leaf it was by any chance? I don't, I don't know about leaves. It was just, you know, like a regular, you know, like a, a leaf from a tree. Like it was like super clear in my head. I was, like I just, I, like I closed my eyes and it, it's just this big stone of a leaf in the center on it right there. Oh, wow. I was like, what? <laughs> uh, I have no idea what was the meaning of that. If it's telling me to get this stone for protection, I don't know. So weird. Yeah, it's neat though. But yeah. I mean, that, that's, uh, it, I, I, who can say for sure, but at some point I feel like you're going to see that stone or that stone with that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and you'll know then, you know? Yeah, exactly. Cause I even try, I, I got a, a, a book of like about stones and crystals. I try looking it up and I, I find, I don't find anything on it. It's so weird. The green but, light. Did, yeah, did it seem uh-huh. like, did it seem like your dog saw the green light as well as the other ones or, or did it not even pay attention to the green lights? No, I, I, it was like she was st- like still sleeping. Like she was like just like she didn't wake up from it. She was just mm-hmm. sleeping. So she because usually she was like uh, yeah, like like before with the little light that came into my room. It it it, it was it was like I was like like it was like she was wide awake, and I was coming out of or into sleep paralysis. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Yeah, that, that, yeah. That, I don't know how to describe that. Yeah, it was like it was just like that. But then with the green light, yeah, it, I felt like she was like just still sleeping, and I just woke up, and then this thing was right there, like the lights. Is that the uh, the most recent stuff? 
Yeah, yeah. That was all August. After that, everything is peaceful, quiet, nothing crazy. I'm just, you know, I'm just, I'm just trying to research, like what, like what was that stone that what it was. I, yeah. I don't have yeah. anything on it. When this all started happening, did you know what sleep paralysis was? Yeah, I heard about it, but I, I just, you know, I've never ex- experienced it, but I definitely mm-hmm. uh, like heard about it. Mm-hmm. And and especially like, even with a- astral like projection, like I I just t- typed it in Google, like uh, wake wake up like in a dream and you see yourself sleeping, right, or, or something like that, and then it just gave me astral projection i was like what and it's scary because like astral like astral projection like in sleep paralysis they're like they're like they're like you gotta watch out because like that's when like a a demon possession can like come into you know your body because like your spirit is not in your body since you're like out of your body i don't know it's yeah i mean that's (laughs) some people say i think i mean i guess it's possible certainly i think that whenever we we have these sort of out of body experiences and well, you tell me when, when you have these and for me, it was, they were never dreamlike. They were always very, very real. Yeah. Yeah. uh Is it the same for you? Yeah. It was like, I was just awake and then awake again for some reason. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just a theory I have. I, I think we're having some kind of out of body experience sometimes with these, you know, call it astral projection, out of body, you know, I think different names, uh-huh. same, same thing. But I do think when that happens, that these, I don't know if they're entities or, or these thought forms that, you know, perhaps we're making them all up. I, I don't know. Whatever they are, though, they seem attracted to us when we are out of body. And it seems like, it's, yeah, like exactly. it's like we get their attention or something. They're like, oh, okay, there's somebody. There's something you know, here now, you know, in, in my Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or something like that. Then, yeah, exactly. It's like they look at us yeah. and then they come, you know, mess with us or appear or, or whatever the case is. And again, it's just a theory on my part, but you know, that's, that's what I feel like. That's it. That's the only way I can kind of explain it. Uh, yeah. I completely yeah, understand. Yeah. It's like, yeah, they, they come from a like, different dimension and then I don't know. I feel like when, when we dream, maybe like there's a portal, portal or something. Then I don't know. They yeah. Can interact yeah. with us. Or, the, or there's an in-between land where, you know, wherever they're from and, we're here and they're there and that's where we can meet up somehow. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But yeah, that was super, super weird. Like weird, like being like seeing yourself out of your own body. I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've never <laughs> seen myself. That has to be a, a, an odd one. Yeah. yeah Cause it, it was like, I, I just saw my, like my, my body, you know, my, I just saw myself like sleeping, you know, regular, like I was just, Mm-hmm. I, I was like, if I, if I was like someone else walked into my room and I just saw myself sleeping like regular, like peacefully, mm-hmm. I was just there like staring at myself sleeping. And then moments later, I, I, I wake up. I was like, what? Like, what just happened? So did you read about waking yourself up out of sleep process by starting to, you know, trying to move your finger and then, and then move more of your body? Or is that something you just kind of started doing? I heard about that, uh, like during, like during that, that time frame. I was like also researching like sleep paralysis. Mm-hmm. They gave me all these crazy things, you know, uh, demons, this and that, and then uh, just move, like move, like wiggle your fingers, like your fingers first, and then uh, little by little, you know, you you start 
right. in control. And then I started doing that. Like the, at the very end of the of the whole first cycle I had with sleep paralysis, I started doing that, and it, and it actually worked out a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah like like wiggling my toes, fingers, and everything. So it was the you know early '90s when I started getting it, and I just I'd never heard of it before. Uh huh. You know, didn't think to even do any research on it or anything. Now I have some tools. Like I always like wonder, like because like it, cause, like sleep paralysis, it it always happens, you know, like in the nighttime. Like, do, like do people have that? Like if they let's say like they sleep in the day, and then there's more lights. So, like will that will that thing will it also happen like like that, or is it just yeah, I've, I've had something couple, that only happens at night? No, I've had a couple cases. I think certainly, I think you know by far most have been at night. But I've had a couple people tell me about you know daytime experiences, especially like people that were in college or something, they had like a, you know, real hard day and, uh, you know, maybe a lot of exams or something. And then they just came back and just took a nap, you know, in the afternoon or something. And they've had it. Wow. Then. But for the most part, it's, it's definitely been nighttime stuff. And that might just be because we mostly sleep at night. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I sure like, t- like, like recording myself sleep just to see maybe if I catch something, that's something I regret, like in that whole time frame. Mm-hmm. I should just put a camera, like, because my computer would face my bed. If I just had a camera, like, just recording me the whole night and just see if I can catch anything, that's, yeah, I, I regret not doing that before. But, yeah, if, yeah, if, if, if this would happen again, like, I, I feel like I'm more prepared. Mm-hmm. I have my little crazy dog here, you know, just to warn <laughs> me about stuff. And then <laughs> I could set up a camera, like, if, it's, if it was like a whole continuous thing then maybe, you know, I could, you know, capture something and see what's going on. <laughs> yeah. Cause yeah. Cause like before I, I don't, I, I, I couldn't like, I, I don't know how I handled it before. Cause I was just all alone. Cause before I didn't have my dog that she came in like 2016 before I was all alone. Now, like I, I won't sleep alone. Like I won't sleep if my dog is not in my room. Mm-hmm. Because cause I feel like, I feel like, yeah, like I feel like dogs can like sense, you know, like, like I don't know, like spirits or whatever, any, anything like that. Well, again, I feel like yeah, you're not the first person I've heard that from. Where people talk about you know their dog tracking something in the room or growling at a wall, you know, and then yeah, exactly, something happening, yeah, 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 exactly. Like when my dog was growling, like in, during the summer, like I would wake up like super alert. Okay, what's going on? Like, uh, you know, like super alert. And then some nights I, I would I wouldn't even sleep because like I feel like you know there's like there was like this tension in my room, like, like between my dog and then like something else. Like, I don't know, something weird. Well, if it continues, I hope it's that positive green light from now oh, on. Oh yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so, yeah. I need that, that stone. Maybe yeah, it's protection stone or something like that. <laughs> yeah. 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 If you figure out what that was, or maybe if somebody listening has a clue, maybe they'll, uh, they'll email in and, and let us know. That's definitely really interesting. Yeah, it is. Yeah, hopefully, man. Hopefully. <laughs> All right, Juan. Well, thanks so much for sharing your stories. Uh, thank you for having me, man. It was a pleasure. I'm a big fan of yours. Been listening for two years now, man. Oh, thank you so much. <clears throat> thank you. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. 
Strange Familiars is brought to you by our patrons. Thank you so much, patrons. You know, we dropped two patron episodes on the same day last week. The Forgotten River Bigfoot Investigation, parts one and two. We always try to give patrons at least one full episode of Strange Familiars every month. If you like the content we make and you want to hear more, become a patron at Patreon. It's patreon.com slash strangefamiliars. $3 a month, you get full extra episodes, but there's all different levels of support there as well. You can get things like pins and stickers, copies of my books, t-shirts, and more. Go to patreon.com slash strangefamiliars and check out all the options. If you don't like the idea of a monthly subscription like Patreon and you still want to help, you can go to the show notes under every episode at strangefamiliars.com, look for the paypal.me link, and you can make a one-time donation that way. Everyone can help by sharing the show on social media, by liking and subscribing wherever you're listening, and by leaving us those nice five-star reviews, which helps get the show in front of new potential listeners. Photo of the week, somewhat on theme. He might be a ghost now. We don't know. Well, he's definitely a ghost now. <laughs> well, we there's don't. no way he's alive. He could be a settled spirit, maybe not not a, a ghost, but it is a boy That's in the true. photo. I didn't realize he had to be of Malaysian descent when you told me about the ghost boy story. <laughs> he is not. He is not, but he is a cute little boy. Our third tintype in a row. Well, I just thought when you said, like, a ghost boy, I feel like tintypes are the most ghostly of... They do have, generally, the most ghostly. And they're kind of, like, the most sort of old-timey aesthetic. Yeah, yeah. This is a cute little boy. He is posed on the photographer's chair. So you can see just a little bit behind him, there's, uh, like, a little bit of the remnants of the posing stand. That's what they used to hold up corpses with, right? (laughs) Yeah, no. Mm. Um, I think that's been fairly widely hopefully enough debunked that that is not yes i think we might have even talked about that before how some people say posing stand was to hold up corpses and they couldn't they were not that sturdy no not at all but it did help to steady children who were prone to being wiggly so adults too adults too and just became sort of like a a trope of the photographer's studio really like Mm -hmm. many people were able to stand in place for the amount of time necessary but (laughs) I think this was part of the whole ambiance of getting your picture taken. So a handsome young lad. What are we asking for this perhaps ghost boy tintype? He has $13. $13. Lucky $13. All right. You can see a photo of the ghost boy at strangefamiliars.com in the show notes for this episode. Click on it. It'll take you to our Etsy shop. In our Etsy shop, you can also click on photo of the week. There's a few photos of the week that we have left. Most of them have sold, so thanks everybody for that. But there are a few left. I think last week's is left. The week before might be left as well. Do people not like tintypes? I don't know. They should. (laughs) Tintypes are the coolest. I think tintypes are my favorite as well. Not just because they're your favorite. I'm not copying. I think. Well, mine change. Like I'm like I go from. Although the carrot types are pretty awesome. Like that mirror finish is pretty cool. It's one of the only um, fields of technology wherein the very first edition. They got it perfectly. Yeah. And then right. every subsequent edition, while cheaper, is less perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. Speaking of Etsy, our Etsy shop, Lost Grave, which at some point we might change that to just Strange Familiar. It makes a lot of sense, mm-hmm. doesn't it? 
I'll have to figure out how to do that. For now, it's the Lost Grave Etsy shop. I've been having fun doing the art for each episode, and they've been selling. You're going to have to beat Eric to it. I think he bought all the Spring Hill Jack ones, and he bought last mm-hmm. week's, too. So he's on a roll, so you're going to have to beat him to it. I th- he usually gets it about 10 minutes after the episode's up. So the art for this week's episode should be on Etsy, unless Eric gets it first. <laughs> <laughs> In which case, it will be sold out by the time you get there. But uh, I am having fun doing the, the episode artwork. As long as I have time, I will continue to do that. I'm not sure I'll have time every week. It's definitely been fun to stretch my illustrator skills beyond Bigfoot for a while. Just a reminder, you've probably heard Joshua and I everywhere talking about where the footprints end, and we'll have an upcoming interview on Strange Familiars as well. I would like to take over the role as interviewer. I'm excited for this. Nervous and excited. (laughs) I fully expect it to be my most difficult interview. But you can find the book at Amazon. Look up Timothy Renner, look up Where the Footprints End, look up Joshua Cutchin. You'll find it there, along with the rest of my books. I will have copies, I think, next week. It's a long wait for these. I know people are waiting to get signed copies. I should have them next week. Thanks for listening, everybody. We will be back soon with more Strange Familiars. Strange Familiars is a production of Dark Holler Arts, music, books, art, podcasts, and more darkhollerarts.com Intro and background music is by Stonebreath. Go to stonebreath.bandcamp.com for more. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash strangefamiliars, where you can join the Strange Familiars Gathering Group. And we're on Instagram, at strangefamiliars.
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.